Oh boy, a lot to unpack here. A lot to unpack. Oh hell yeah, I am here for this. Wait, why do they have tails if they're in human form? Geek boys and my geeks beyond the binary. We are back with episode four of the I Ship It podcast. I am your host, Emily J. This is where we have a space safe space to talk about fan fiction, fandom, and everything you've been pretending you're not reading on your phone on your morning commute. It is early this morning. It is like 6:30, which is why my voice is all deep and sexy. Not I'm not trying to seduce you or anything. It's just happening naturally. We had to get up super early to record because I had to go to work tonight. And yesterday we uh we went out for a little adventure out to the coast, the Oregon coast, and it was really nice, but um we didn't record yesterday. So we had to get up early today. We stayed up late last night. Jar later than me because he got some awesome footage, and uh, so that's that's why I'm a little extra sleepy today. <laughs> but I hope you don't mind. Got some coffee. I'm sure I'll have a cat screaming at me. No time, and it'll all be good. And I'll have time for a nap before work, which is the most important thing. Do not go to work without taking a nap, guys. It's it's really important to me that you know that. Um. So, oh, big news. Um, I don't know if you were following the poll. It was neck and neck all week. Um, there were some last minute Instagram votes and officially now the name of our recording studio is the Citadel of Smut. And I will be honest, I'm glad about that because Sanctum Smutorum is really hard for me to say. And I, I tried to say it a couple times in a row and it just, it's it looks great in writing, but for some reason when I try to say it, I sound like an idiot. So I've also been watching a lot of Rick and Morty lately, and there's that episode where there's like the Citadel of Ricks. So I'm kind of happy that, that this is a Citadel of Smut. There's a chance that somewhere along the line we might have, have cause to name something else the Sanctum Smutorum, in which case that's already named. So so thank you, Doc, for your... For your uh, your name that you gave me. Um, but this is the Citadel where I am right now. And until further notice, that is what it shall be, shall be called. So I am alone in the Citadel smut, um, talking today about one of my favorite fandoms, which is Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins. It's a wonderful series that is incredibly well-written um, made super famous by the film adaptation starring one of my ultimate girl crushes, Jennifer Lawrence. I don't even know if I should say girl crush because like I'd put her over a whole bunch of people. So like just just one of my crushes, just actually two of my crushes now that I think about it. Yeah. Yeah, that movie, those movies are full of eye candy for me. No wonder I was obsessed with them. Uh, yeah, no, Jennifer Lawrence, Josh Hutcherson and uh, Liam Hemsworth. And, and Liam's not my type, but Josh Hutcherson, mm, I'd show him a thing or two about a thing or two. That's for sure. I mean, I guess because he kind of reminds me of like a little puppy dog, even though he's not that much younger than me. I just kind of want to like pet his face and be like, you're a good boy. Yes, you are. You're a good boy. Um, which is probably an unhealthy thing to have a crush on. But um, whatever. You can just ignore that. Don't edit it out. Just ignore that. 
Um, but so, yeah, so these books were published, I think, like 2008, 2009, and they didn't really explode as per usual until the movies came out. Um, but for, okay, so if you don't know, I don't know who on earth doesn't know at least the basic gist, but it's a, uh, it's a dystopian YA series. Very popular these days. Dystopian YA and uh, young adult, sorry, dystopian young adult novel uh, that is post, I mean, it's basically post-apocalyptic. I don't know what happened. They never say, but the United States is separated into 12 or 13 districts and uh, they're oppressed by their bullshit president who rounds up two children from every district every year and makes them fight to the death on TV. Um, and then there's a whole bunch of shit that happens. There's a rebellion. There's all kind of craziness. But it's it's a really great book. Um, doesn't have a lot of reread value for me personally because uh, it's dark and it's sad as fuck in some parts. And the world right now is also dark and sad as fuck in a lot of parts. And I don't know, you know, that I'm going to turn to media as quickly as I did before when things were kind of okay um, to get my my fill of darkness and angst, which is which is actually the theme of uh, it's the, the underlying theme of this week's episode. Uh, which is the Hunger Games fan fiction we're going to talk about and my journey to uh, the alternate universe, <laughs> which sounds a lot more dramatic than it actually is. But uh, so, yeah, so I saw the movie. The first movie came out and I do this thing where I see movies that are based on books without knowing that they're based on books. And I am so fucking confused um, I saw, and I know that Lord of the Rings was a book first. Calm down, everyone. But I saw the first Lord of the Rings without knowing that it was a series. And I was like in sixth grade when the first movie came out. So give me a break. But I saw the first, maybe I wasn't in sixth grade. I don't know how old I was. Anyway, first movie came out and I remember watching it and thinking... Boy, they are taking a lot of time on the exposition here. There's like, they're just like really meandering on the way to the the big bad mountain. I don't know that they're going to have enough time to get to all the shit that I feel like is going to have to happen. And then, you know, they get to the end of the, the movie and they're like, there it is. There's the thing we got to do. And then it's like, bam, credits. And I was like, what? My brother looks at me like I'm the dumbest person in the world. and was like. That, yeah, it's the first one in the trilogy, you moron. And I was like, oh, my God, I got to sit through more of this? I thought we were done. We were not done. Um, there were two more movies. And then, uh, what, four? For three more movies after that with The Hobbit? Anyway, this is what I do. And I need to stop doing it, but I can't. So I took my sister to see the first Hunger Games. We had a little sister date back in 2012, 2013. And uh, yeah, 2012, 2012, took her to see it. And I don't know if she'd read the books either, but uh, I was like, what do you want to see? And it was like this or like, you know, some new Snow White remake. And she's like, eh, let's see Hunger Games. Okay, no idea what it was about. So I start watching and I was like, wow, this shit is dark. 
And uh, I'd heard kind of like vague rumblings that it had been a book. So I, I sort of knew that as I was watching it. I was like, I think this is a book. I feel like this might be a series. And as I was watching it, um, I found myself really invested. And I was, you know, I got like tearful. The parts where you're supposed to be tearful. And I was, I enjoyed it so much more than I thought I would. And because uh, I was just, I mean, I was just there to hang out with my sister. So I, I wasn't expecting to love this movie. And then we're at the end and there's this big cinematic crazy chase toward the end. And my heart was racing and I was on the edge of my seat. I was like, oh my God, I hope this girl's okay. And as you know, she's she's running and she's shooting arrows like a fucking badass. I was like, oh, wait, you know what? I think, I, yeah, I think there are two more, two more books after this one. So she's, I mean, she's got to be okay, right? I mean, she's, I can't imagine they kill her in the first movie. That would be strange. And they didn't, they didn't kill her in the first movie. Or, spoiler alert, or in any of them. Um, tried to a whole bunch, but they didn't. And so I was like, oh, okay, no, it's cool. And then, so movie ends, and I was like, mm, that's, that's good, but I feel like they cut out a whole bunch of the story, and I'm very curious. So I read the first one, and I remember, I think I, I bought it, you know, on Amazon or something. And... um I read the first one and I remember I read it in like two days and I finished it on a Friday night at, uh, I mean, at Friday afternoon in between uh, phone calls and tasks at work. Sorry, former boss Sherry. That's what I was doing that Friday when I was working for you. And uh, I remember my husband and I took his mother out for dinner that night. And uh, as we were driving home, and Judy's in the backseat, you know, chatting up a storm. And I was like, hey, Jer, could you uh, could you stop at Walmart? I just have to get something real quick. Because I don't even, I mean, I was not thinking about anything other than what what is happening next and in that book. And I was like possessed. So he's like, yeah, sure. And so I, you know, pulled over. I ran into Walmart. I bought the next two books in like a frenzy. <laughs> And I ran back out to the car and he just looked at me like, really, this was the this is the emergency stop. And I was like, I need it. I have to know what happens next. And uh, I did. And I think I finished the whole series inside of a week. I mean, it was it was really uh, it was really quick. And it's like I said, the books are are beautiful, but they are dark. They end on a hopeful note. But a lot of shit goes down. And, uh, and Katniss Everdeen, man, man, that girl suffers. <laughs> she's not the, I'll be honest, she's not the most lovable, uh, the most lovable protagonist. She's, um, she's kind of stubborn and a pain in the ass a lot of the time. And I was like, girl, just shut up. Like she just whines a lot, but to be fair, she's got a lot of shit thrown at her and she pretty much handles it. She's a little melodramatic, which again, a lot of shit. I'm not going to judge, but um, she's not necessarily the most like, I, I don't know. I didn't want to be Katniss by any means. I was like, eh, no, you fine, girl. You just stay over there. I'll be uh, I'll be here in my pre-apocalyptic nightmare and uh, and and happy about it. But um, but there is the best the best part of these books. And I will defend this decision to, to call it the best part to the death uh, is Peta Malark. And Peta is, 
I suppose he's one half of a love triangle, but I never really considered Gail to be to be like a contender. If she had ended up with Gail, her sorry, played by Liam Hemsworth, her uh, her smoldery, smoking hot uh, childhood best friend. If if she ended up with Gail, I would have been incredibly disappointed and very surprised. Because the thing that's kind of cool about Katniss is that from the start, she's really, uh, she's almost, I mean, she's she's almost asexual and aromantic. I mean, she's really, uh, she's she's entirely driven by survival and the desire to feed her family and her little sister and protect her sister. And uh, which is the whole catalyst for the entire plot. Um, so she's got this best friend who, you know, she's pretty oblivious to his feelings. It's very obvious how he feels about her. And she has no, she has no interest in, in anything. It's not him personally. It's just like, this is a frivolous thing. I'm trying to survive. I don't have time for, you know, flowers and hearts and kisses. Sorry. Um, and it's not until... Uh, she and Peta are spending all this time together, and they have this, this fake, uh, this fake relationship. Which, who doesn't love a fake dating trope? <laughs> Literally, no one. It's one of the most popular. Uh, so they have this fake relationship that he, Peta, invented basically to um, to save her life because Peta has also been in love with Katniss since they were five years old, and Peta is. Um, from the other side of town, Katniss is from like, they call it the seam, but it's like the poor part of town. And Peta's family are merchants and uh, they're bakers and they bake the bread for the district. And uh, and so Peta is like, like baker strong, <laughs> which, you know, is like he can like lift a bunch of flour over his head and like he's a wrestler and he's just like blonde hair and blue eyes which f you were listening to uh last week's episode is totally my type uh in fiction sorry <laughs> in fiction i love you my tall dark and handsome husband um but he's got blonde hair and blue eyes and he can lift a hundred pound sack of flour right over his head and and just like the strong and sweet and artistic type and and he's this total romantic. He's just like such a sweet little bean. And I just love him so much. And he, guys, he also goes through like so much garbage in these books. Fucking Peta deserved so much better. And honestly, as much as I love them together, they are my OTP in the, uh, in the, fa- in the Hunger Games fandom by far. But as much as I loved him, I was like, Peta, I mean, at this point, buddy, I... Like you can, you can do better than Katniss. Like she's oblivious and she's kind of an asshole to you. And you maybe you should just move on. But I'm glad he didn't because she was the love of his life, and he decided this when he was five, and it was very sweet and very wonderful. And um, and thankfully, my my ship in this fandom is canon, uh, and it is sailing strong. Um, and I'm, I, I guess I'm, I don't know. This books have been out since 2008. I'm not spoiling anything. There's movies, there's books. You can have it consumed this content by now. Um, but anyway, so I uh, I loved I loved these books and I loved the movies. I thought 
they did a really great job uh, being faithful to the the books. They did a really great job of creating this this world. Um, Donald Sutherland as President Snow was just gross and terrifying, and he did a wonderful job. And um, Woody Harrelson was great, and so was Elizabeth. Everybody was wonderful in these movies. Um, so anyway, so I I consumed all of that I all that I could consume. And as we've talked about before, where does that leave you when you're hungry for more and there's no more uh, from your favorite author from your from no more of the original content. Um, it's like Chelsea said when she fell into the Twilight fandom. It was just like I I'm done. I want I want more. I don't want to reread because you know that's uh that's not I mean yeah it's fine I can reread it but I already know what happens I want a new adventure and uh so I was I was really unhappy with my job I think that summer again sorry Sherry but you knew that because then I quit um and I was just like really depressed and I remember I was like driving around a lot and I had to like wait around in my car for, all, I don't know, I was spending a lot of time in my car. And so I started, this is going to sound like I was reading fan fiction while I was driving and I wasn't. I was just, I don't know. Anyway, I spent a lot of time in my car and for some reason I was reading a lot of Hunger Games fan fiction on my phone and a friend of mine pointed out that summer because I was like, I'm kind of obsessed with it and I can't stop reading it and she was like well yeah because you you know you're not like super happy with your life right now so I mean I guess you're saying you'd rather like be in district 12 than in rural Pennsylvania doing what you're doing and I was like yeah you know what that's not entirely wrong um so yeah so I spent the summer of 2012 in district 12 um on my phone reading reading a lot of fan fiction about Hunger Games and uh, something that I I started with because like I said my can my ship my OTP Katniss and Peta uh, is canon so there's a ton of content out there which is great and so um, so I just started reading you know uh, total canon continuation like plot continuation like uh, between the final chapter of Mockingjay and the epilogue there's a 15 year gap so so many people wrote about what happened in those 15 years and I think I spent mm, three solid months just reading just reading that and that was great <laughs> I mean everybody kind of wrote basically the same thing and I was so into it I just read it over and over and over and over and over again and that was awesome uh, a lot of people paid uh, paid really close attention to the relationship between Katniss and Hamish, her mentor, and they had this like begrudging um, father-daughter kind of protector relationship. And there's just a lot of that. There was a lot of like Hamish and Effie, which I was also into. Um, Finnick, I mean, if it was canon, if it was like the canon continuance, then of course Finnick wasn't there. A bunch of people went back and um, and included like lost scenes that they shot thought should have happened there was a lot there was a lot that just centered around the books and then I kind of got to the end of that <laughs> um there's a there's a joke on 
on Tumblr that's like, you scroll through archive of our own and you get to the final page of your favorite pairing. And then you go back to the beginning and you read with lower standards. And, uh, and I did that. I think I did that twice. Um, so I was, I was hungry. I was hungry for content in that summer. And once I was patrolling, you know, just kind of like, okay, I read everything that I think would appeal to me. But God damn it, I still want more Katniss and PETA. <laughs> what do I do? And I started noticing that there was a lot, 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 lot of something called a U fix. Um, and in this is some this is some fan fiction 101 for you. An AU is, as I stated before, uh, an alternate universe fic which means they are the same characters. Usually they have the same kind of traits and, uh, and backgrounds-ish, um, but basically nothing else is the same as, uh, as in the books or the movies or whatever, in the, in the canon. So it's not something that previously I had uh, ever really even wanted to be a part of because I was like, eh, I really like the canon. I really just want to read more of that. But I had read all of that. So I was like, oh, shit, I, gotta, I guess I got to keep reading. Um, and so it occurred to me that perhaps there was so many Hunger Games they use because the original universe is so damn dark and sad. Like the I, I picked a random it was like a it was like a fairy tale AU. And I was like, yeah, I'll see what this is about. I don't know. And I was like, yeah, this is kind of delightful. And it wasn't that it was without angst or drama because there was, of course, there was high drums, but uh, it wasn't, you know, immediate threat of death uh, at the hands of another 15-year-old or the president, uh, which is also, you know, a thing that Katniss has to deal with. So, um, you know, so I was like, maybe that's why people are turning to the AU. And then I just started reading that and I was like, I, you know what this this I have misjudged you genre AU I have misjudged you because you are basically I feel like it's like fan fiction about fan fiction <laughs> and it's just it's it's the the AU is really the ultimate playground you can have I mean and in in the Hunger Games fandom there are so many different AUs there's a lot of modern day, you know, high school slash college. Um, I said they said there was fairy tale AU. I think I read a uh, a Greek god or a Greek uh, like a demigod AU. Um, f- fables and uh, civil war. I do remember that one. It was an epic. There was a civil war Hunger Games AU, and this this woman did her fucking research. I don't know if that was like her, you know, PhD thesis or what, but she did her research and she, that was a very historically accurate Hunger Games Civil War AU. And I could not believe how into it I was. But so, yeah, so we got Civil War, we got like a Romeo and Juliet style thing. Um, I think there was one that was like apartheid, south african thing um and i mean it was like like i said people go people went crazy there were so many different ones 
and um and it it really changed my mind on how how much I because I used to just dismiss them. I was like, eh, I like canon. I'm that's why I'm here. I don't want to read Harry Potter AUs or you know any of the other CSI Miami AUs. Which yeah, that was my other fandom. Don't worry, we might get to that. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, so I didn't. I never read AUs until I got to Hunger Games. And like I said, it's because the f- canon is so fucking dark and sad. And I needed a break. I needed a break. So I went into the AUs, started swimming around in that ocean. And it's a fun place to be. It's a nice place to be. You can have whatever you want. And Katniss and Peeta can still end up together. He can still be sweet and still be a lovable romantic. And she can still be a cantankerous, you know, bitch sometimes um, who's obsessed with keeping her sister safe and happy. But it's not so dire all the time. I mean, some of them they are. Yeah, some of them get pretty dark. But it's not it's not always life or death. And that's that's the uh, that's the theme of the fic I read this week is a quick little a quick little drabble. That's eh, not a drabble. Drabble is 100 words or less. It's definitely not a drabble. It is 3,812 words. All great. Um, it's called Smitten With You by Lit Love. There will be a link in the show notes. And uh, and I went specifically searching for an AU this week. Um, and there was... I want to say 837 just on archive of, archive of our own. I know there are thousands more on fanfiction.net, but archive of our own just started this great little uh, new way to filter where you can specifically look for different genres or tropes. So I went looking just for an AU and I found an event coordinator AU, which I was very excited about because that is one I have not seen before. So in this little in this little fic, like, I'm not going to go sentence by sentence. <laughs> it's almost 4,000 words. I read it in 20 minutes. It's very sweet, very cute, very well written. Um, Katniss is a little out of character, but she is an event coordinator in this one. And uh, she she's known PETA her whole life, just like in the books. And she meets him again at an event that she coordinated and he is catering. And it's just, it's, it's just cute. It's just like, oh, um, and there's no, you know, no one's dying. No one's getting slain with a sword or stepping on a landmine or, you know, like dying of scurvy like they did in the Pirate AU. Yes, it exists. Don't worry. You can find it. It's pretty fucking great. And there's some sexy ass pirate sex going on. Um, Won't deny it was very good. Very well written. Loved it. Didn't want to read it this week. Um, But, you know, it's just it's just cute. It's just it's just about an event coordinator uh, who happens to be Katniss Everdeen. And uh, and her her uh, her budding relationship with baker slash restaurant owner slash caterer, Peter Malark. And uh, it's just it's just a damn delight. All all thirty eight hundred words, but just a goddamn delight. Put a big smile on my face. Uh, Lit Love is the writer, as I said, and it is called Smitten With You. And you know what, Lit Love? I was smitten with you this week reading that little that little fic you put together. It was just, just cute. Good job. Good job, friend. There will be a link. I suggest you read it if you need a little, 
a little Everlark pick-me-up. That is their ship name, Everlark. I thought that was pretty. Um, I like when when my ships have cute ship names. Unfortunately, with uh, with my Harry and Hermione love, they didn't they didn't really have a great ship name, and I think it's because Hermione is such a difficult name to uh, to pair anything with. But that's another that's another problem for another time. My uh, so that is that is my fiction. Yeah, my 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 fic of the week is smitten with you. But um, the the fan fiction I want to wreck my the one that really got me into into the Hunger Games fan fiction is a story called Fear is Here to Stay, Love is Here for a Visit by Lovely. Again, there will be a link. Um, it is canon divergent. Uh, so it it takes place. Everything that happened up until a specific point in Catching Fire, which, in case you're wondering, is the absolute best book, and I'll get to why in just a second. Um, so it takes place. Uh, everything that happened in the books takes place. It's all there up until um, Peta proposes to Katniss in Catching Fire, and. In the books, uh, this is a this is a um, what's the word I'm looking for? This is a publicity stunt, and it is a last ditch effort to convince President Snow that they're actually in love and um, that their feelings for each other are genuine because he doesn't believe Katniss because she's a shitty actress. And in the books, uh, they don't convince him, and he uh, makes their lives a living hell. But in this fic, he does, they do convince him. And so they're safe uh, from all the shit that happens in the other two books. So in this fic, it starts off with President Stowe, like, offering them sincere congratulations and that, you know, he's, he's happy for them. And like, yeah, he, you know, whatever. Anyway, he's still an evil prick, but, um, but he believes them this time. And so they have to, they have to actually get married and um, and it's not like it's a fake marriage because they're actually married and they they feel like they have to do this. Um, but they're 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 much more of a team, and it just goes through like the first couple months of their marriage, and it's it's kind of sad. Um, but it's also there's also just a. Like, a, I don't know, it's it's really well written. And when I read it, I was like, oh, my God. I Like I said, it's still sad. It's still kind of dark. All the, the bad shit is still there from the books. But it's, um, they're handling it a lot more. They're a lot more together. There's not a life or death. There's not like a sword of Damocles hanging over their heads like there is in the books. And it's just them like trying to be, um, trying to be a couple because they know they have to be and they like each other. I mean, they're friends. Um, and it's, it's, there's a sort of slow kind of, there's a slow falling into love or like kind of like, like sliding into love for the two of them or Katniss, I guess, since Pete has always loved her. Um, or a realization, I guess, that she's, she feels a lot stronger for him than she realizes. Also in this fic, Cinna is still alive. And Cinna, played by Lenny Kravitz, the greatest casting choice ever. 
Um, Sin is still alive, and he he plays a couple. He has a, a couple cameos, and he's just he's just one of my favorite characters, and and such a such a blow to me, to Katniss, to to everything in uh, in the in the whole universe when he was taken from us. Um, and I won't tell you why or how or when, but it happens. And it is sad as shit. And uh, it's, again, very well done. Suzanne Collins, I am not criticizing your writing at all, girl. You made me feel all them feels. But um, them feels hurt. And Cinna was a big part of my hurt feelers. But as I said before, I will get to a quick gush about Catching Fire, the second book in the Hunger Games series. And I'd like to uh, to bring uh, a little bit of attention to my one of my besties. Her name's Angela Kelly. And uh, I told her I'd do this episode for her this week. Because she doesn't read fan fiction, so I don't know if I'll ever have her on as a guest. I mean, I'd love to, Ange. If you want to be on, I'll make you read some fan fiction. And we'll do a backwards kind of thing where I'll make you read whatever I want and then force you to talk to me about it. Um... But so Ange and I were in the the Hunger Games fandom together. And I do remember when, because she read it first and she was like, you have to read this. And I was like, eh, I don't know. And um, I drove out. It's when we both lived in Pennsylvania and we lived about an hour away from each other. The best time. Um, But so I drove out to Erie where she lived one morning and we were going to go to the beach. And um, we had breakfast and... We were, you know, sitting there in the coffee shop, drinking our coffees and talking. And I was like, so I have to tell you something. I did something the other day. And she was like, oh, my God, what'd you do? And I was like, I inhaled the entire Hunger Games series and I must talk to someone about it. And she was like, girl, I am here for you. Let's discuss every last possible thing. And like, friends, if you don't have a friend who will react that way when you tell them you read a book. I mean, I guess, you know what? I'm not even going to say I feel sorry for you. I want you to come and talk to me because that has to be one of the best feelings in the world. When you're like, I'm excited about this piece of art or media and I need someone to be like, oh my God, me too. Um, I will be that for you because that's what Ange was for me for Hunger Games. I mean, everybody, isn't there like always that that one person and that's I mean maybe that's why people turn to fandom or turn into a fandom because we're all grabbing each other by the forearms and being like I love this too but so that's what Ange did for me and we spent the whole day at the beach gushing about how much we loved it and then um and then it was like really it was really kind of sweet and romantic we got some subway subs about it was like you know five hours later basically I mean the whole day was just food and beach we got some subway and we were sitting on the beach just reading each other passages from Catching Fire <laughs> in the setting sun of Lake Erie. Um, it was, you know, it was a very nice, sweet little little romantic girl date that Ange and I had. And the, the I say passages. I think we read the same scene to each other eh, maybe 50 times. And that is uh, the the wonderful, the incredible uh, the the borderline racy beach scene, and if uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I am sorry. Um, but the beach scene in Catching Fire is where Peta and Katniss uh, kind of, you know, I mean, it's as close as we get to a confession of feelings for 
quite some time. And uh, and then they kiss, and it is it is a good kiss, my friends. It is a steamy, steamy kiss. And we think, everybody thinks, it was totally going to lead to more. Um, but, of course, they were interrupted, and, and we don't ever get to have, you know... Um, ever get to have anything that we want or happiness or you know peace for our favorite characters so they get interrupted and a whole bunch of crazy shit happens and then it's the end of the book but uh it is a good scene and one i have read over and over and over again uh something that is explored very often and explicitly in fic is what would have happened if they hadn't been interrupted and uh and that's that's gotten me through a night or two on my own when my husband's been out of town. <laughs> and, and anyway, <laughs> it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful scene. It's a wonderful scene. It's a wonderful book. It's the best one. Uh, it's it's when things are almost as I would have preferred them to be for about half the book, um, where Katniss gets to hang out with her friend Cinna. And her sister's safe, and they're not struggling for food anymore. Um, it's just, you know, it's just all the best that, that the Hunger Games world could have given us. And then, of course, it was ripped away. But Catching Fire, best book, best movie, TBH. Uh, so much the best movie that when it was um, in production, and I followed just Ange and I both, followed all the things... And when we went to see the movie, we were both talking about how we didn't have any uh, Hunger Games apparel. And when you're a fangirl, you really need, you need some shit. You need some merch. And I had a, I think I had a necklace. Yeah, I had a little, a little Mockingjay uh, pendant that I, I got, I think I got when I bought the movie. I don't know. It was like included with it, whatever. Um, but I... I had that, but I didn't have anything else. So I made a t-shirt um, that had like, it's it's quite subtle, actually. I think it's very attractive. I made a t-shirt with the Mockingjay logo on it. I spray painted some gold around a stencil. It was not, you know, difficult at all. So not difficult that I made one for Ange. And then I thought, you know what? It's not just Ange and I. That's rude. Jer's coming with us. And Jer and I used to be in like a three-person marriage. Jer's coming with us on this date. So Jer needs one too. Um, I'm going to post on Instagram the photo of the three of us waiting in line in our matching Hunger Games t-shirts. And you can all agree with everybody else on the internet who saw it that my husband is the most patient and wonderful of all of the husbands. He's my own personal Peter Malark, except I feel like I treat him a little bit better than Katniss treated Peter for three books because she treated Peter like shit. And maybe you'll disagree when you see his face in this photo, but I don't think so. I think I think it's he I think he looks pretty damn good in that Hunger Games t-shirt that I made for him. And I still have mine. I might wear it today. I don't know. I don't know. But so yeah, so we've got our fic of the week. We've got our uh our recommendation of the week we've got our uh recording studio named and i just wanted to say thanks again to all of our subscribers you can find us on twitter instagram and facebook and tumblr all at i ship it pod and the website itself is i ship it pod.com 
Uh, we've got links for coffees and affiliates and PayPal. If you want to help us out, help me quit my job faster and read fanfic full time, I would deeply appreciate it. Uh, I think that's all I've got for you guys today. Um, I'm going to try and set up a guest for next week. I don't know if it's going to happen or not. We got to figure some technical stuff out. But if you would like to tell me how you feel about Peter Malark, or if you were maybe if you were Team Gale, I'm kind of curious to uh, to hear why you think that's acceptable. Or maybe if you loved something else about Hunger Games, I'd love to hear it, and I'd love to talk to you about it. So, thank you to everyone who's been listening, who's been commenting, who's been leaving me such sweet things on on all the social medias, you guys are making my life so much less of a suck salad. And I I just can't thank you enough. I'm obsessed with you and I love you so much. If I could write fan fiction about you guys, I totally fucking would. Um, but maybe that would be weird. And I don't wanna, I don't wanna scare you away. Is this too soon? Am I moving too fast? I'm so sorry. Anyway, um, that's all I got for you guys. And I love you so much. And I want you to stay geeky and have a wonderful, wonderful week. Mwah.